A quick note here, because I forgot a sponsor to the podcast from last week's episode. Thank you so much to Julie K., my sound lover. She's been a longtime subscriber and supporter. She's always been my sound lover, and we all appreciate her. I'm so sorry I forgot you last month. Okay. All right. Okay. On with the show. And thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, episode number 314, season 3, episode 14. I am your host and author of one of the pieces you're about to hear today, The Grey Knight. But if you think that's too much, you can just call me Jack. And if you're just tuning in, or you've only joined us in season 3, this is a podcast in which I read other people's erotic audios or invite them on to read them themselves and then provide you with an erotic audio of my own. What is erotic audio? Well, that is the current term of art for... I, I think of them as radio plays, but not everyone does. Uh, radio plays that are like erotica, but written and read aloud, meant for the audio channel of communication and not just for your lovely, lovely eyes, but instead your ears. And thank you so much for it. I've gotten a lot of questions from new followers recently who are asking, how can I help? And how did you get into this? And the answer is the same to both. I got into this, and you can help by sharing me on social media. Really and truly, a long time ago, I just put up some stuff on some sites, some women said that they liked my voice, and, well, this is how we got here. I'm actually very, very shy outside this persona. <laughs> uh, not to give you too much personal information. And it took a lot of coaxing, but we got to a place where I make things, you like them, and by and large, we're pretty happy as a group. So that is the story. And thank you so much for listening to it, for taking part in it. If you are worried that there's going to be a huge lag between seasons three and four, don't worry. It shouldn't be too long. With everything up in the air right now, I don't want to give any moving targets, but uh, I have recovered nicely. We've been doing a lot of work, me and Allie, in 2020, and we're ready to show it off pretty soon here. So that's when season four will debut and what it's about. Sorry that I don't have a firm date for you, but in case you're worried that at the end of season three we're not coming back for a while, don't worry. It won't be a long, lonely summer. I promise. And if for any reason there's going to be any kind of extended difficulties or what have you, there's always bonus episodes. There's always the blog. Uh, Tumblr's been pretty good to me lately. Twitter's been pretty good to me lately. I'm at RealGreyKnight, R-E-A-L-G-R-E-Y-K-N-I-G-H-T on Twitter. Uh, on Tumblr, I am GreyKnightErotica.tumblr.com. Those are the two venues that you can get the most out of me on, uh, my, my updates and my thoughts. Uh, you can also find me on my server on Discord. The best way to find the link to that, uh, if you're not familiar with Discord, the program, it's like Skype, but it's got little chat rooms. It's a great way to interface with me and other ladies of the night. I'm on the server all the time. The best way to get the link to that is to go to the Twitter, at Night and then check uh, on the permalinks. It's the top link. It'll take you right on in. Plus, it's like, I don't know, 20% of my links are to live shows and what have you, and that's all on the server. So it'll take you there. And I'd love to see you there. In case you're missing me, in case you think I'm over-optimistic uh, or embellishing on how great the other ladies of the night are, I'm not. They're amazing. We want to come see you. Come check us out. We just watched a horrible vampire movie. 
that I put on because I, I hadn't heard of it from the 80s called Near Dark. And it was a real trip. It had all these actors from one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Aliens. And it's a vampire movie. It's got some really good actors. It's got some really great visuals. But it was horribly tedious. I just thought it was so boring. There's a reason why it was left in the 80s. But hanging out with the ladies of the night and watching it made me smile thinking about it every time this week. So thank you to everybody. Thank you to everybody who supports the podcast, who listened to all of this, who is a supporter in season three and beyond. Everyone. Uh, last thing, if you are going to miss this while season three does conclude, Patreon, patreon.com slash thegraynight. Uh, if you have any trouble finding that for some reason, just let me know. Send me a DM. I'll be happy to send you a link. Some people have trouble finding it. There will be more content up there. I'm actually ahead in May uh, of where I thought I would be. So, fingers crossed, and we're going to try and keep that going. That's very excited. Uh, exciting. Okay, so coming up next, we have A Piece for You by Kay Bromberg. It has an excellent and intriguing name of Then You Happened. And the character, well, you're going to like the narrator in chapter one. His name is Jack, and he knows what he's about. So without further ado, once again, Kay Brumberg, then you happened. It's pretty enough. And that's my first thought when I sit on the initial stretch of gravel driveway and stare at the expanse of a ranch in front of me. The split rail fence stretches farther than I can see on both sides of me. The main house has a warm brick exterior, pitched roofline, and a covered veranda that wraps around its front. The pastures are green and the stables large enough, but where the house looks worn, they feel more neglected than they look. Drive the car, Sutton. Walk the walk. And talk the talk. Fulfill the promises you made. And then get the hell out of Dodge with a clear conscience and maybe a few months of vacation before you have to step into the shoes you never expected to fill. I glance up at the entrance, take in the sign hanging from the wood arch that says Knox Ranch, and notice the broken hinge on the opening gate in front of me. There are two cameras with frayed electrical cords and cracked lenses positioned on either side of the structure that tell me... They've definitely seen better days. It seems like this place has, too. Easing off the brakes, I head towards the house with my chuckle of disbelief riding on the breeze as it blows in the rolled-down window. Beyond the split rail is a field of long, golden prairie grass that runs into trees billowing at its edge. There are just a few horses milling inside the fences, but... There aren't any ranch hands working, no other trucks taking up space in the driveway, no one sitting in the shade to take respite from the heat. I take my time unfolding myself out on the truck and ambling up the walkway while I wait to feel something, anything. But there's nothing more than impatience, resentment, and a sense of duty to fulfill a promise I never should have made. Who are you? I hear her voice before I see her, Contempt paints its edges in a way that matches how I feel most days lately. It should be my warning to walk away, that keeping my word isn't worth the damn trouble, that my hunch about what type of person she is is dead on. Since when am I one to listen to warnings, though? 
I'm here for the job. I don't know what I expected Tantrum Knox to look like, but when she steps into the open doorway of the house, it definitely isn't this. Petite. Wary. Goddamn gorgeous. Her spine straightens so that all five-foot-nothing of her stands proud while her eyes, those light gray eyes, narrow and look me up and down. They also tell me to go to hell. You wouldn't last a week here. Thanks, but no thanks. Her words are a lie. She knows it. I know it. The calluses on my hands are more than impressive resume prove that I'm a hard worker and know what I'm doing, but fuck if I'm going to call her on it when I really don't care. I'm here to follow through on the impulsive phone call I made after one too many beers, and to say I made a concerted effort. That, and to satisfy my curiosity about what type of person she is. Dandrum Knox, I presume. Last time I checked. <laughs> I laugh the sound without any amusement. Wisps of her caramel-color hair have fallen from her ponytail and move in the breeze around her face. Her high-cut cheekbones, button nose, and heart-shaped mouth are delicate, but her eyes scream distrust and dislike. It seems like we have something in common, then. Jack Sutton. I'm aware. Then why did you ask who I was? A snort in dismay. I assume you remember that you're the one who asked me to come, right? She takes her time, moving her hand to her waist and leaning her other hip against the doorframe that dwarfs her. Her eyes hone in on me and judge and dismiss. Yeah, well, chalk it up to a rare moment of weakness. I won't let that happen again. And the way she wears her clothes, denim and flannel, might look the part in Texas, but the posture beneath them and the hint of the New England accent scream affluence. So does the way she looks down at me as if I'm not worthy of breathing the same air as her. I shouldn't be surprised. No worries, then. I take a step back, irritate at myself for expecting more than I'm getting, and thinking that I'm showing up at the ranch was going to fix all the shit in my head. In reality, taking one look at her had done nothing but piss me off and made the envelope folded in my pocket that much heavier. By the looks of your ranch, it seems from what I've heard it's true, and the moments of weakness are all you seem to have. And you wonder why I told you to leave. She all but shouts as she takes a step towards me, anger lighting up her features. I don't hire people who run their mouths in the Lone Star Roamer Mill. You've been in town, what, a whole three days? And they've already gotten to you. Thanks, but no thanks. I like people I can trust working for me. I'm not one whose integrity is in question, I say, her wince telling me that the barb hit its mark and giving me the reason behind her hostility, that she knows and she doesn't like what people in town say about her. I wouldn't either if I were her because none of it is flattering in the least, and yet, after hearing every last juicy tidbit of it, I still showed up today. Here I stand trying to find some kind of redemption for myself when I'm pretty sure... There isn't any to be had. For the briefest of moments, I feel guilty for being a dick and for taking my anger out on her when she has nothing to do with it. Then again, it's not as if she's all smiles and sunshine, either. Fuck. With a sigh and a resignation of my temper and impatience, I shake my head. Let's try this again. From the looks of your ranch? 
You need me. And if you're curious about that, there is a link below to buy. You can also find out more by looking her up. Once again, that is Kay Bromberg, and you can find the link to her on Amazon. Her website is kbromberg.com, and she's also on Goodreads, listed under Kay Bromberg. Won't you check out the link below to see what happens with Jack and the Ranch? Coming up next, our final original piece for season three. You guys have been requesting a lot of BDSM lately. And, well, it can't always be exactly the same. Now, can it? Sometimes things have to tick up a little bit. Sometimes there has to be a little advancement. Enjoy. Hands behind your back. No. No, today I'm not going to cuff you. Today, you're going to need to show perfect form. <laughs> you knew the day was coming, and this is it. Oh, I'm sure you would have liked a little advance notice, but I didn't want to give it. No, I wanted your reaction. I wanted to see what you'd do. I wanted to see how you'd feel, what your eyes would do, how they'd crinkle, how your throat would tighten as it dawned on you. <laughs> that is always one of my favorite moments to observe you, when you realize you're about to get pressed into service. When you're a brat, when you initiate, that's you initiating, and I enjoy it very much, but when I decide that it's time to push you, you have a very, very different approach. Being a brat, Shaking your ass and asking for a spanking. It allows you to be assertive. And it also allows you to pretend that you're not. I enjoy that. But right now, naked, raw, intimate, this... This is the version of you that I prefer. Won't you give her to me? Won't you give her all the way to me? Your knees are already aching, aren't they? Caught in that position. Hmm. I like that. I like the ache and what it makes for you. No, the pain, the numbness, the heat, the pulse that courses through your body, that, that is very pleasurable to watch. You can't realize it, of course, but 
I can see it from the outside. I can see the effect I'm having on you. I can see the effect that my words have on you. When it's me, when I initiate, when I tell you what I want, you have to comply. You have to fold and mold yourself to me. That is service. That is submissiveness. That is what I desire and require from you. I don't just want it. I do need it. I need it from you. Open your lips. Stick out your tongue. Do you feel naked? Does it matter that you are naked? Do you feel naked? Does commanding you in such a simple way make you feel complete? What does it make you feel vulnerable? In need of filling. In need of me. My hand. My touch. My guidance. My cock. Pull it out. Both hands. I want to feel you touch it, and I want to feel you rub against it. The warship in unsheathing it. There is warship in it, you know. You love my dick. The size of it, the heft, the heat. Not to mention how it makes you feel. This is no blowjob. I want you to feel our connection. We are deeply connected. And that's why I can drink like this from you. Do you feel naked? Do I make you feel that way? Like I see you, like I know you, like I can have what I want from you. I see you as naked, and I see you as mine. I see you as both, naked and mine, vulnerable and open. So fucking hot. <laughs> Did that catch you by surprise? You are so fucking hot. And allows me to open you right on up. The way that we're doing now, my tongue against your tongue. First, the tip of it, and then more. Brushing the tip of my finger right over your tongue like I'm wetting an envelope. Hmm. Like I'm making you do it for me. The look in your eyes right now, the heat, the sensuality, this is what it must always be for me. This 
is what fucking you is really about. You are mine. As I move my fingers across your tongue, as I slide them into your pursed lips, I didn't tell you to open your mouth, so I guess I have to wrench your teeth apart. Mm. My fingers are so big and thick, and they can make such quick work of your jaw. I'm not going to push my cock in right after this. Uh-uh. I just want to look right into your eyes, look right at that beautiful face, and show you. Show you the control. Show you the power that I'm feeling. Show you all of it. Hmm. I want so very badly to eat you all up. But to do that, you're going to have to let me in. You are. In between your legs and in between your ears, where I can take anything I want from you at any time. Are you afraid of that? Yes, you are. Don't fucking lie. Take your tongue back into your mouth. Open them. Your lips, not your legs. Open your lips. <sighs> you see how hard I am for you? Don't look down at the cock in my eyes. This is what you need. The head, not the dick. If it was just about the dick, you wouldn't need me. You wouldn't need all this instruction, all this verbalization, putting you in your place, telling you where you are and where you're going to end up. You wouldn't need it. You're getting it with me. Because you need to get it from me. Because I need to have you. Now, we have been building you up and telling you how sexy you are, how beautiful, and how strong. All that is true. Why else do you make my cock this hard? Why else do you make me want to fuck that pretty face as I move the tip of it past your lips? And you do. You are so attractive, you make that impulse appear. You make it intensify. <laughs> you make so many things happen in my blood. Mm. And I feel very good in your mouth. Gentle, light, licking. Don't try and get me off. Don't move your head back and forth. Just lick. Head stationary. Keep your hands behind your back. Even when I play with your hair, even when I stroke your skin, you're not allowed to touch back. Just like you're not allowed to push back or to push your palms against me when I force you to deep throat. When I slam my cock into you, you're not allowed to caress me now either. 
not allowed to touch my muscles and to feel how hard they are for you. You're not allowed to touch my skin and how soft and hot it is. You're not allowed to touch me, the creature, the thing that you adore and want and desire more than anything else. That'll keep that mouth of yours focused. It'll keep that pussy of yours ready. It'll keep you mine. And don't you want more of that? It's not degradation that comes next. Well, not necessarily. It's nothing of the sort. Merely to say, you have been built up. You've been built up very, very highly. And now, I'm going to inhabit you. Your body, your mind, your heart, they are a home. A homestead I've been building. And now I'm going to bury myself in them as I see fit and get comfortable, and use you. I don't know what you thought this was going to be when I told you there would be more, that there would be more submission, more service for you, that if I needed more, I would make you prove it, and then I would take it. But this is it. This is exactly it. As I move my cock all the way into your tight little throat, this is what happens next. Now we don't just wake up in the middle of the night and have me touch you and caress you and tell you how beautiful you are and how much I want you. Now I don't just fuck you occasionally and spread your legs, stroke your hair. Now on occasion in addition to that, I will take your wrists from you. I will bind them apart as you sleep, and you will wake to it, to being taken. And yes, I know that's a fantasy of yours, but you will not always want it, and you will submit to it every single time. Not most, not nearly, but all. I am your master. I do control your body. And I do get to use it when, where, how I see fit. Isn't that so? Don't try and nod. There's way too much inside you. Not when I release you, though, and let you spittle, let you cough a little, let you get your breath back in your lungs as I move my fingers down to stroke your clit. Ooh, already so fucking wet for me, and I don't bother with anything else right to the clit, and I'm pressing against it, circling it. It's a little bit harsher than you want, isn't it? But you like it. 
You like it because I'm doing it, and oh my god, you are so fucking wet. Telling you that I'm going to take you like this? Hurting you? Pushing you to your limit, and you're this wet for me? You are a fucking slut. That's not degradation. That's a fucking fact. Look at how wet that pussy is. That pussy is so wet that only a slut could fucking own it. That is a slut's fucking pussy. Isn't it? Isn't it? You're goddamn right it is. Right there, right there. That's a slut cunt. That's my slut's cunt. And I want to fuck it. What position? Huh? No, see, look at you. This is what I was saying. It's a brand new day. And you love missionary. Because you love my eyes and my voice and my little praise. But you know what I like? I like getting into your pussy from behind. So flip it over. Hands behind your fucking back. I didn't say you could take them away. Hands behind your back. Flipped over, offering your pussy up to me after calling you a slut. That's who you are. That's where you are right now. Do you love it? Hmm? Do you love the way I fucking make you feel? Do you? I think you do. <laughs> Ah, oh, I think you do. Mm -hmm. This cock drives you out of your mind. You never thought you were going to get a dick like this, did you? And my favorite part about it is that it keeps making you weak. Mm, just grabbing it by its base. And sliding the tip of it up and down your slit. You're so fucking wet. You're so fucking wet for me. Ah, oh, And I love how hot it is, too. Hot. Wet. Ready. Just for fucking me. Just slowly rolling my hips back and forth. A nice little crescent, getting the tip in nice and wet. Nice and wet. Pulling back out again. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Behind your back. Keep them there. Don't let them fucking drop. Don't make me bind you. Because it won't be pleasant. Not that it won't be BDSM fun. But it won't be fun. This is what you have to give me. This is what you have to give me. Hey, do you fucking understand me? This is what you have to give me for me to take you 
Do you understand? It is not negotiable. You doing what I say, you putting yourself in the position I tell you to, that is what it takes. Am I going to get it from you? Am I going to get it from you or not? Am I going to get what I need from this woman or not? It doesn't matter how many times I ask the question. Five or five hundred times in a row. The answer better be exuberant each and every time. You fucking hear me? Do you fucking hear me? Do you fucking hear me? The way that I fuck you is the only way that you should be fucked within an inch of your goddamn life. Ooh, the whole of me, and I don't even have to fuck you that hard. Just move my fucking hips forward. Shove it into you. You moan so good. Keep those hands there. Arms behind your back. Don't make me bind you. And don't make me say it again. My hands around your thighs, stroking up your back, nails sinking into your skin as my cock moves back and forth inside you. Clench it. Clench it, goddammit. Tight as you can. Tight as you can fucking manage. <laughs> yes. Yes. You gonna make me come? Huh? Are you gonna make me come? Are you going to make me come right inside you like you know I've been demanding this entire time? This is your advancement. Are you my slut or not? Are you gonna give me everything I ask for or not? Or not? Are you or aren't you? Are you or aren't you? Take it. Take it. Take it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Come for me. Come for me. Come all over this. That's right. That's right. That's all it fucking takes. This voice demanding it from you. And look at how wet you get. God damn the level of destruction I could bring to you. God damn the hurt that I could cause. Yes, you're going to give me everything I ask for. Yes, you're going to give me everything I desire. Yes, of fucking course you are. Because it's mine. It was mine from the moment that I said your name, and it became so much more. Once I actually started to caress it, to kiss it, to build it up, and to break it right back down, then it truly became what it was supposed to be. My fun little hole to use as I want. And I want to come. And I want to come. And I want to come. Are you going to give it to me? Are you going to fucking give it to me? Me. Are you going to fucking give it to me? Are you going to make me come inside you after making me make you fucking come so well? Are you? Are you? Are you? Tying it up. Am I your dom? Tying it up. I want this. I 
want this. I want this from you. You can make it fucking happen. Tighten it up and take me. Yes. 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 Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't fucking stop. Don't fucking stop. Don't fucking stop. Don't fucking stop. Keep it as fucking tight. Keep it that fucking tight. Keep it that fucking tight. You are my toy. You are my toy. You are my toy. You are my toy. Right there. Right there. Right there. said you wanted my fucking mouth next to your ear when I came? That's about as close as it gets. Me pushing into you, hulking over you, dropping my sweat and heat and rippling muscles all over you. Because you're fucking mine. All of you. You hear me? All of you is mine. I can take any part of you, use any part of you, however, whenever I want. Now say how much you fucking love it. Say yes, master. And here's hoping you enjoyed that piece. It was called Advancement, because I think you're ready for more. Don't you? And to everybody who sent in requests, to everybody who sent in anything over the course of Season 3, thank you. Weird times. Strange times to be in. And I appreciate having you there for me, being there for you, or, or trying to. I apologize for the irregular schedule, but I know you understand, because I am just human. And frankly... Uh, as the project has evolved and I've grown more confident in it, uh, I know that I provide quite a bit of of content. Uh, and, and, and you guys have made it clear that it's important to you. And all I can say is thank you. Uh, I, I really appreciate it and all of you before we get into these questions. All right. Enough being with So Sappy. Uh, question number one comes from Yoli. Uh-oh. Hi, Jack. This is Yoli. Hello. Uh, what is one thing that you have a newfound appreciation for being in quarantine? That could be something like your favorite part of the house hmm. that you never realized was super cozy. Or it could be something like just being able to go out and people watch. Just what's something that you will really embrace? once this is over or maybe even during quarantine okay thank you so much have a great day night <laughs> have a great day night you know with the comma between day and night because night is spelled with a k that's pretty funny um 
Uh, thank you very much for that. I'll tell you the thing that I, I have been missing because we're in the middle of a heat spell. Hot, hot, hot spell. We went from coldest winter to hottest spring uh, without much of a transition at all. And boy, let me tell you, it was quite a, it was quite a jump up. Uh, so I haven't had beer in the last, I want to say like 40 days. I'm not really keeping a strict uh, count. I thought I was going to have beer sometime uh, last month, and then I didn't, and then I haven't had it this month. The the stores that I would go to get my label, because why would you drink beer if it's not your beer, uh, if you haven't had it in a while, uh, ha have been closed. And I got to say, that level of normality is what I miss the most. I know it's selfish, and I know it's small, and I know it's it's not at all grateful, but it's absolutely true. The ability to, I don't, these days, this, this year I should say, 2020, I've been doing pretty good. Uh, I haven't gone out of the house to get beer very often, or to order food in, or to go out and get food very infrequently. Definitely not even three times a week, not even three meals a week is what I'm saying, and, and, and one to two usually. So pretty good for a guy who works at home uh, and all this stuff, I think. Uh, it's been less the last two months, and it's going to be less for a while, I think, sorry to say. And that is, uh, uh, that is, that is very frustrating. Um, the ability to just to go out and, 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 and live your life and get the things that you want to get as you want to get them when you're an independent person like me. That's so nice. Uh, the other thing is I have reservations about... <laughs> Making people work in warehouses right now, in cramped indoor spaces, uh, seems to be a global uh, uh, connective point of global vector for, for the spread of disease. So I'm not super keen on that. So I have been, for the last two months, basically just getting by. I still have to get my groceries delivered. Uh, I mean, I don't have to get them delivered. I could go out there. But with my PTSD-ness, I just think it's better if I don't. I really, for society and everybody else, why not? Uh, I have to get that. That's a necessity. But that's it. Like, I really, really, really wanted to get through this next season, season four, and at the end of it, get a lawn chair out, uh, drink some beer once I had everything recorded, just feel really great and really cozy. Uh, and now I'm wondering, like, maybe I'm not going to order the lawn chair. Maybe I'm not going to get the beer. Maybe I'm going to go all spring and all summer without a drinky drop. Because I don't know if I... I, I don't know if I want to change my quarantine habits to resume getting chicken sandwiches and shit. You know what I mean? Uh, so on the more deeply thing that I am appreciative for, besides, uh, like I said earlier, all you guys, is I have been really focused, like really intensely focused, on cooking things that Mr. Tums and Mr. Tung just love. Because I'm relying on that. If I have a real bad health condition or something pop up right now, the only reason I'm not hiking all the fucking time, and I'm, I'm mad at people who are going out to national parks, uh, if that's you, sorry, but I am, I'm mad at you. The only reason I'm not going to hike it all the time is because this is the worst time for an emergency responder uh, to have to come out to help you if you're at a national park. Uh, this is just the worst time in so many ways, logistically, for that to happen. And my goodness, am I just, like, exceedingly grateful, exceedingly grateful that I have the income, that I have the space where, where in my quarantine, 
I can experiment with with food and ingredients, especially since I've had to adapt like everybody else. I've had uh, to to switch out uh, some staples just like everybody else with with, with my diet. Uh, the ability to adapt, to change over, to not have to worry too much. I'm exceedingly grateful for that. It was not two years ago. It was just two years ago that I was so sick I couldn't work for the month of April in 2018. And I was right before then. I remember I threw up getting out of bed. Sorry for that. Just out of nowhere in the erotic podcast. Uh, right before Christmas. So Christmas 2017. Um, and I felt so bad after that vomiting. That, that came out of nowhere. Because I'd been doing things right at that point for a while. I felt so bad that I legitimately remember asking the woman I was interested in at the time, like sending her a DM going, what if I never get better? What if we have to break up because I never get better? Like I was that sick in, in December of 2017. And these days now, the worst I can get is a little bit of a, of a, of a stomach ache or something. And the ability to have the kitchen, to have the implements, the, 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 the things that I can cook with that the doctor recommends, the ability to switch out uh, things for more expensive ingredients and to play around with that, uh, with the stress. I'm exceedingly grateful for that. All right. I went on that answer for a long, long time. Apologies. Up next, we have Victoria. Thank you, Holly. Hey, Jack. Hey, ladies. This is Victoria. Hope everyone's safe and well. Oh, thank you. Jack, I've got some questions for you today. Yes, please. The first one is, with the virus, we've seen a lot of really interesting pictures of places that are normally really crowded that are totally deserted mm. right now. Mm. So if you could go to any city in the world and have it be totally deserted and walk around in it, what city would it be? That's a great question. Uh, I had an ex and we played this game. We played the post-apocalypse game where we could travel anywhere. We had all the resources we want, and we could go anywhere in the world. But there was nobody there because we were both introverts. Uh, and there were just so many alluring answers. But honestly, my my, if I could, if I like the stand happens, or that's the first time I came in contact with this with this concept was the stand. The stand happens, and I can just walk around. I would love to tour the Vatican by myself. Uh, 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 no, nobody in the Vatican, me walking around, that would be like just square footage per history. That'd be pretty great. Get in the basement. They probably have it locked up, but you know, like a video game. I'll, I'll open that shit up, explore. I'll tell you what's in there. I won't Second take any pictures. The question is, if you were extravagantly wealthy yes, and money was no object, uh -huh. what would you have a lot of? I love of? this fantasy. Like, would you... Have a lot of fancy cars? No. Or would you collect fine art? No. Or expensive liquor? No. Or shoes? All right. Liquor got the biggest no, even though I'm a drinker, because liquor evaporates. So it's definitely not liquor. Uh, <laughs> look up Angel Share, because angels are, are bastards, and they drink a lot of our booze. So it's definitely not liquor. Um... It's definitely not humidors, any of that shit. Oh, fuck no. Uh, I said hard no to cars. Cars require so much upkeep. And also, I don't like them. I think, I think they're cool as to what they can do. But do I like going vroom vroom? No. No, daddy's not a little boy. I know this upsets a lot of people, which is why I say it. Daddy's not a little boy. So when he puts his 
foot on a pedal and it goes vroom. He doesn't go, yay, I'm a big boy. You know, so cars don't do much for me. I know that there's like these, this, I'm just being real with you right now. You knew that about me before I said this. You knew this about me. But now let me just turn around. If you're the man in your life or, the, or a man that you've been interested in was like super into cars, he was pretty much the fucking opposite of me, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Wasn't he? I know, because I went to high school with all of them. I still have the emotional scars. Uh, I, this was all just trying to tread water and to think of something that I, I would collect. Art's good because it does appreciate in value. <laughs> Which is dumb. Um, if I was fabulously wealthy, what physical item would I collect? It wouldn't be video games. I hate old... I don't understand it. When people buy, like, the old cartridges and shit, I'm like, you can just emulate it. And the emulation's better. People go, no, it's not. Yes, it is. The emulation is better. So I don't understand video game collections. Uh... I don't, I don't think I'd get – I'm into movies and movie memorabilia. I hate people who collect that, and I think it's weird. I think it's weird. I do. When people are like, this is the boa from Indiana Jones 2 in a glass case, I'm like, what? It was a stupid movie prop. <laughs> Even if that's the right one, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm rude. I sound so negative right now, and I'm trying not to be because it's a great, it's such a lovely question. Just give me the money and let's find out what happens. Make me famous. Give me the money. Let's go. Uh, it wouldn't be houses. It wouldn't be real estate. It wouldn't be items. I don't know what it would be. I wouldn't give it. I, I would definitely wouldn't be generous. Like, would you give it away, Jack? Are you saying you'd be nice? No. I think I'd keep it all and then, like, maybe burn it right before I died. Like the Joker in The Dark Knight. Okay. I don't know. What would it be? Anyways, I think you're great. I love Aww. listening to the podcast. Aww. And take care. Thank Bye. you so much. That was Victoria yeah, Upless. We have Ashley. I have a couple questions for you this week. First off, I was wondering what you thought of Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Um, the gameplay, the mechanics, the psychological aspect of it. Um just kind of your opinion in general. And secondly... Uh, well, I did play uh, and stream it and put it up on Twitch. It was really great. Uh, I, I have I have reservations about talking about something that I, you know, experienced. Uh, so that... I think those VODs are out there. Um, it, it, you know, there's a lot of mental health stuff going on there. It was really good voice acting. And I, I'm not nearly as excited for this sequel as other people. Because... I feel like the first story was self-contained, and uh, it gave a really great uh, allegorical answer, I think, uh, about what Sonura's uh, fight was against. And I, I don't really know how that's going to continue, if they're going to continue the motif. All right. If you could live in any historical period... Oh, every time. Where would you live? Now or the future. And why? <laughs> and what would your ideal profession in that time period be? Thanks so much. My ideal profession is a smuttier, which I have in my ideal period now. If you think disease is bad now and you want to go back to any other period, I don't understand you. If you've spent the last couple of weeks going like, wow, this is horrible. I'm stuck inside. I'm... 
I'm just stuck at the whims of my government. The economy is there. The news is strange because it's always changing and coming in at weird times. I'm adrift in this world and I feel powerless. If you felt that way at all in the last eight weeks and you want to go back in time, honey, I've got some real bad news for you about what's back there. Uh, I actually, I get this, I get this question all the time from women and I don't understand it. I legitimately don't get it. If you think living in Jane Austen times would be in any way fun, I don't understand you. If you think I want to live in cowboy times or Viking times just because I think they're fun to read stories about, I think they're fun to read stories about because there was like a 5% chance you're going to get jumped by a fucking wild animal or an outlaw on your way to pick up groceries. So they're fun to read about in the exact same way like Succession is fun to watch on HBO, but don't raise a fucking family that way. <laughs> Coming from me, because I was kind of raised like Kendall. Uh, weird. Without the money. Which, again, is why I don't have a huge collection of property and art. Bring it all back together. Alright, guys. I think that was season three. Season four will take place in the future. Which is the time we live in now, plus a little extra time. We won't be going back. We're only going forward. When season four comes out, the world will still be awash in a mess and confusion. But I'm going to do my best to be as consistent, as strong, as reliable, and as dedicated as I can to you guys. I am in it to win it as far as moving forward, making 2020 my year as best as I can, and not letting anything change away. I've been doing great with diet. been doing great with the work and the workload. I'm sorry for any kind of interruption. Come and support me. I'm on Patreon. If you want to, you know, really, you know, support the podcast and you have the the money that's available to you if not there's other pieces that are available every single month uh, it's really worth your money and it's a fantastic way to say thank you to me support the podcast pay for bigger and better things going forward do you like the sound of my voice do you think it keeps getting better over time that is because of you guys and your support if you don't have money Boy, howdy, do I understand it. Please know that I got to make the pitch, especially at the end of a season, though. So that's what this is. If you don't have any money, my gosh, all the ways that you can support me. You can review the podcast and support it on social media. You can tell a friend. You can go ahead and anytime a woman is feeling a little bit horny, gosh, erotic audio. Give her a suggestion. Give her a link to the podcast. Your favorite episode. Make it personal. Oh, any way that we can grow this, any way that we can make this bigger, just know I would appreciate it and you so much. All right, guys. I think that's going to be it for us, for me, from Ali, from all of the ladies of the night and all of its supporters. Thank you so, so, so very much. Season four will be here before you know it, unless you're checking right now. You're not checking now. You're still listening to me, aren't you? You're going to miss me, but only a little bit. But then when I come back, you're going to be so grateful. I'm going to miss you too, babies. Hold on tight. Check me out on the other venues. Come to the server and say hello. I hope to see you there. All right from the entire Nightly Pleasure Podcast family and all the ladies of the night. See you in season four.